0: The Live with Squacky podcast is sponsored in part by Min-Atlantic VoiceOver and Antland Productions. What do agents really want when they're considering talent to sign to their agencies? What can you do to stand out amongst the plethora of talented actors out there? Hi! Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Live with Squacky. I'm your host, Val Kelly, otherwise known as Squacky Voice. My special guest today is talent agent Andrea Bean. Andrea co-founded AB Squared Talent with Angelina Bruno in 2016 after a combined 40 years in the entertainment and arts industry. Their years of friendship and experience, as well as their background as certified yoga meditation teachers, introduced their love and passion into their business. As a female-owned business, they strive to bring a holistic approach to the entertainment industry. Andrea and Angelina will be offering a breakout session at Mavo 2023 this year called Building Authenticity from the Inside Out. They'll also be on the casting panel with our keynote, Serena Irwin. You won't want to miss either session. Thanks so much for taking the time to be on the show today, Andrea.
1: Well, I'm really glad to
0: be here. Thanks. So let's start out with the question I think every voice talent is dying to know. What are you looking for when you're searching for new talent to add to your talent roster?
1: Well, I can tell you what I'm not looking for. <laughs> I'm not looking for people that say, everybody tells me I have a great voice and I should do voiceover or I've been making crazy character voices since I was 10. (laughs) So that's great enthusiasm. I mean, you need to be enthusiastic about whatever it is you're going to do. That's not all it takes. It doesn't just take a great voice. It doesn't just take somebody who's loved character voices their whole life. So what we're looking for is people that have a track record. They've gone out there, they've Listen to industry professionals. They've taken some classes. They've gotten a good mic. They've played around with it. They know how to engineer. They've got a room that they can record something that sounds really good. And when I say track record, they have booked something. We want to know you're bookable. If we're going to bring you on, we don't want us to be your test ground. We don't want us to be your practice session. We want to be sure that you've got a voice that we can book and that you're ready for that because a lot of those people that we have brought on are very enthusiastic, but they're not sending in auditions on a daily basis. I don't know what their personal situation is. A lot of people, they've got day jobs and so they're doing it at night, they're really hustling. But if you get a job, we need to know that you're also available During those nine to five hours, I've had people say, well, I'm available every day after five. That's not helpful. You've got to figure out a way to work where you can continue to pay your bills while you're easing in this new career. And then eventually the voiceover career will take over and you no longer need that other income. So there's a certain amount of flexibility there in your work schedule, the ability to book. And having a bookable voice, you've checked out the industry, you know what people are looking for. You're willing to make a commitment to show up every day to your new career. And that's what I'd like to see in our talent.
0: Exactly. Yeah, that totally makes sense. I mean, you want somebody who is committed, who is going to be working so that everyone is benefiting in the end, which makes sense. What are some new trends happening in voiceover right now that actors should be aware of?
1: For non-union, it's a lot of versions at its lifts. You know, I remember a year and a half ago, people were freaking out about that. Well, they're going to make 17 different commercials out of it. Well, they might, but they also might just take out a word or two to make it fit into a time slot or shift things around. And they don't want to have to get your permission every time they do that. Now, can they chop it up a million different ways and send it out there? Yeah, I guess you're giving them the right to do that. But at the same time with the changing media, that's the thing. I think the trend is that how we listen and stream and look at and hear media is changing so much. And we need to keep up with it and we need to be flexible. And we're seeing, we want kids. Now kids age out. So that's kind of a challenge for the producers because kids' voices do change. But one said adults are okay, but you can really hear the difference in a kid's voice because they don't have the age, they don't have the maturity or the tonal quality sometimes. We've got a couple of kids right now that we book regularly. I'd like more. And we do send all the kids' rolls out to our talent because we never know who's at home with mom or dad.
0: Right, exactly. (laughs) I know I've seen a lot of the auditions. Oh, this would be perfect for me. Wait, it has to be a real kid.
1: (laughs) We just sent one out, but it was a boy. It was a five-year-old boy, and they had to sing. So it was really hard to cover up that female sound in their voice. So I think for women, it's a lot easier to do kind of a non gendered kid voice. But it's a lot harder to get that little boy sound, especially singing. I mean, this one was with singing, and I was like, oh, no, you sound like a woman.
0: It's always fun to do the boy voices, but it is tough when they throw in singing. And they almost always do, I feel like. I always feel like there's a lot of singing in the, in the little kid stuff. So I love when I get the chance to do it, but it's also you have to just be so careful. I spend so much time, I feel like, outside of the booth <laughs> with character stuff and talking like a kid that I feel like I can be pretty authentic. You really have to kind of think about that in the character itself and not being too mature because a kid wouldn't sound that way. So you have to think right. about that it's when just, you're doing uh, it.
1: It's like a timber in their voice. It's how they say words. And unless you're around a kid all the time and you're hearing the way they're putting words together, I think it's a little challenging. I mean, I find that same way as talent that feels like their voice is younger sounding than it is. Because when I put it together with the people I know are in that age range, suddenly you don't sound 35 anymore. Voice age can vary. There is a certain maturity in... Our actual age that carries
0: over some. Great advice there. All right. Well, this might be a loaded question, (laughs) but how do you feel about all the AI stuff going on right now? And what can actors do to protect their voices?
1: It's a changing field, and I'm still learning. I'm trying to get all the knowledge I can going to workshops and listening. Nava is great for that. They're really protecting voiceover, and they have a writer. We have a really great production company in Los Angeles that does a lot of video games and they have been doing a lot of work for Google. And it's challenging because we've had to say on one of these video games, we know it's a video game, but the contract that was written says otherwise. It kind of says any media that has yet to be discovered, they would throw that in at its lifts and versions. Mm -hmm. But now, whoa, 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 wait a minute. We don't want this Data. It's your voice in it. suddenly data. I'm putting my data out there and anybody can collect it and do what they want. So we actually were ready to book and we got the contract on some video games and we had to say, can you ask them if they'll look at the rider? We sent the rider. Are they willing to accept this? Because it's just a really small portion of few lines in there to protect the talent. So I feel like it's not something we should put our heads in the sand and pretend like it's not going to happen. We've had to say no to some things that we've learned we're going to be training AI to be more human-like. Well, do you want to participate in that? We're not. Somebody will. I'm just going to put it out there. And eventually we're going to move on to AI voices that sound more natural. So we can't make it stop. It's sort of like the climate crisis. What can you do? You can recycle, you can do all these things, but it's such a small little piece. I mean, you do it because it makes you feel better. You do it because it gives you integrity. And yet we can't stop big business from polluting and just as much as we can't stop big business from wanting to make more money and doing it in a way that's easy for them. It's a challenge for sure. The whole SAG unions going through it right now in a big way. I've used AI, you know, chat GPT to write some stuff for me. And it's kind of interesting. I want to learn it. So I know what I'm up against. But I think it is scary if you find that your voice is being used and you sign something you didn't understand, and you can't do anything about it. I think that's what's happened to some people. And I don't think we should be afraid of it. I think we should gain knowledge and realize that it is the future on some realm, in some areas, and figure out where we stand with it. And yet, I've had some people who, we liked Siri voices, mm-hmm. we like those kind of voices. Yeah. But a lot of times now, if you're going to be recording for something that's like a voice assist in that contract is going to say, we can use this for whatever we want. So what used to be kind of like, hey, I can make thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 recording some voice assist work. Maybe now you don't want to do it because it's not enough to give your voiceover to the possibility of it being used in the future with AI in perpetuities.
0: That's one thing that I find really challenging is all of the contracts that come along with the voiceover stuff. Say you book something and there's a contract that goes along with it, obviously. And they're saying, you know, this is where we're going to use it, how we're going to use it for this long and all of that kind of stuff. If a talent has a question about that, I mean, that's like the role that you guys play as the agents. If you're handling the contracts and things like that, so the talent doesn't have to question, is this a good deal or isn't it? I feel like that's something where in the past not with you guys, obviously, but with stuff that I've booked independently, where sometimes I feel I've signed away. <laughs>
1: Those contracts are long and it takes a while to, like, okay, where's the part I really care about? Because <laughs> the first four pages are just definition, it's the glossary. I understand that. You know, I'd like to say that on some level, we have helped talent with that sometimes stepped in and then it's become a commissionable job for us. Right. Can you look at this or can you help me negotiate a rate? I think it's not enough. And sometimes what we can go in and do is say, okay, we're going to back out maybe a few things that doesn't cost them a lot of money, but it Mm -hmm. takes away some of their advantages where a talent might be afraid of losing the job. I mean, like right now, I know these few guys that are up for this video game. They were like, well, what if they say no? Are they going to go with somebody else? And I said, no, you just have to agree to their terms. You'll be back to where we are now, but we will have tried. And as a matter of fact, I need to follow up on those. (laughs) Um, So that's ways that we've helped talent with the contracts and whatnot. So yeah. Yeah.
0: That's really good to know because I feel like I have just gotten into some situations where I didn't understand what I was signing. And I feel like I signed my voice away for life, you know, and particularly when it's a buyout type of situation. And I feel like I probably could have negotiated something better had I gone through you guys. So I think in the future, it would be to my benefit to maybe ask first at least. And then if you guys can help, it would be more yeah. beneficial for everybody so that I don't get taken advantage of or for anybody out there. Obviously, not just me. I'm saying like talents as a whole. That is something that not every talent has experience with is dealing with contracts. And that's why you have part of the reason why you have an agent so that they can handle helping you to understand what does this actually mean? Because I'm not a lawyer. <laughs> I'm not, you know, I don't have all the expertise that goes into dealing with contracts. So and
1: Angelina, she has worked at a law firm for quite a while. So she's a little better with that legal jargon and stuff. It's just basically reading them. I mean, a lot of times you are just like, oh my God, you're skimming it. You can't skim if you really care.
0: Don't skim it. Okay, got it. (laughs) Has the SAG after a strike affected you as a talent agent in any way?
1: Currently, the voiceover talent contracts are not the ones being struck. The only thing that has affected us so far has been some of the looping work we've done in Los Angeles. It's the off-camera voice, you know, 911, what's your emergency? You know, that kind of thing, or some sort of dubbing on a TV show or a movie where they've had to dub in. Usually it's a celebrity voice that they're not going to bring back in. So they're trying to find somebody who can sound like that person. That work is struck right now because it involves TV and movies. Right. However, I've been reading that the video game contract, SAG contract, may be up for consideration after the September 25th is the last day that members can vote on whether they would like to strike or not. Because again, it's the AI, AI piece for video games. Video games was on strike maybe five years ago. And it was more about rates and time for stress on the voice, like getting half-time more or, you know, double-time or things like that. Again, it was one of those questions about, well, how about residuals? You know, if a game is popular, is it because of the characters or is it maybe the developers should get residuals, right? <laughs> they wrote a great video game. You know, they coded it. And that didn't go through. That didn't pass any residuals. But sometimes they do the residuals up front, like with um, dubbing. They'll give you 50% residual Abroad. Oh, okay. So that would be the only thing up and coming is that we may find that all SAG video games are struck. Non union video right. games. Right. But some of the big names like Blind Light and Formosa and those people will they won't be able to
0: work. Okay, that's really good to know. Okay, so you're offering a breakout session at Mavo twenty twenty three in November. I'm so excited. Can you tell us a little bit about what attendees can expect at that session?
1: Well, Angelina and I are certified yoga instructors in a type of guided meditation. And we found it very helpful in helping individuals be in their body, finding out where things live in your body. So we would like to take that to help people be in their body when they're, we're going to apply it to commercials because even in commercials, you have character roles soccer mom or best friend or the one that's nervous and the one that's carefree. So being able to find where that lives in your body, because maybe someone who's very serious is very grounded and, you know, it's in their feet, you know, they're heavy. Or someone who is spontaneous, they're always up in their head, you know, their head's in the clouds. And so how do you translate that being in your body to be able to, give that authenticity. Because again, we're going back to authenticity. Why does one voice sounds kind of like another voice? Why did they get the job and the other person didn't? It's because of their being authentic in themselves when they deliver the words and we feel it. That's why they say, oh, that's the voice. And they know it. They don't know why it sounds like the other person. Why? I don't know. It's that authenticity. So that's what we want to help people find. It's work for every day. It's not just voiceover. It's how are you more authentic yourself, authentic being. That's what we're going to bring. And if people do come, they might want to bring a towel from the room to lay down on because there'll be some meditation. It might be better to do lying on the ground. Yeah. And we're going to practice with scripts and be able to maybe do partners or we're going to try to bring a variety of scripts with us so that people can play around with it and just see what it feels. Does it feel different? And how does it feel different? And where do you feel it in your body? So you have to kind of be in your body to know that. It's not a guessing game. You know it when you feel it in your gut, right? Yeah. And you feel something in your gut, it's there and you know it. So that's what we want to bring out in people, the people that come to our session.
0: Yeah, I'm so excited for that. I can't wait. I need that. (laughs) It's such a great idea. And I love the idea of being connected like that. And I feel like so many people need that, especially when it's so easy to disconnect if you're doing other stuff, and then you're going into an audition, you really need to rein it in and be present in that moment and be aware of your emotions that you're trying to convey and the characters that you're performing. So I think that's going to be a really great session. Yeah,
1: Just even the words, you know, how do you connect to the words? So often we listen to auditions where, you know, they're just reading it and it's, there's nothing there. And it's like, I can't send that.
0: I got that. Awesome. All right. Do you have any goals that you'd like to accomplish for yourself or for the agency over the next few months? Well, we're working on
1: our website. It's been a year-long challenge (laughs) it's been down for a while and we've just gotten the logo and we're working with our webmaster to create pages and the biggest challenge was the database it was getting really big and so that was the main reason to change everything and so once that website is back up Angelina and I of course are always interested in finding new opportunities for our talent. we are a smaller agency We often do get people who've never had agents before, and we often do have talent leave for bigger agencies, as they should. So what we wanna do is always just find more auditions and new producers, ad agencies, casting directors, video game producers, so that we can offer more exciting auditions to our talent. We realize we can't keep everyone throughout their whole career, some of the people were not connected to, and we had a fabulous talent. And she said, well, you know, my dream has always been to voice a Disney character. And I said, yeah, I know. You're great. And uh, she left because we didn't have that. More power to her. I right. wanted her to go out and get her dream. So I don't think our goal is to, we're going to be the biggest and best talent agency in the world. You know, <laughs> it's not that. I don't want to work seven days a week. I work with the flow. If it's busy, I'm working. It's always busy. I mean, there's always work, but it's just the two of us at this point. So we manage the flow that we have. And of course, we want to increase the opportunities for our talent. So we're working on the next few months after we get our website up. We're going to dive into LinkedIn and do some connections there and broaden the video game, the animation. Just look for some new producers out there.
0: Great goals. All right, well, let's switch gears a little bit. Do you have a favorite travel destination?
1: I always love to go to the beach. So if there's a coastline, I'm there. So a lot of my travels have been along the coastline of wherever I've been. But I'm also finding the trees in the mountains very lovely. So I haven't been out of the country since, yeah, pre COVID. I did go to Mexico. But the great thing about my job is that When I travel, I travel with my computer, so I don't often have to completely check out, which makes it nice. That's why going overseas is a little more challenging because you pretty much do have to check out. Not knowing what your internet speeds are going to be and use a lot of programs that really take up fast internet really need that. But I do travel. We'll be coming out to Mavo and Thursday, Friday, auditions come in. I'm dealing with
0: those. Of <laughs> course, know,
1: I'll yeah. Find a corner, put my headphones on, and listen to auditions, and send them out. And so we don't stop working when we do things like that. You know, at Christmas time, there's often a slow period where we can have more time to do family things and whatnot. Yeah, I think traveling's great, and. I always wanted to have a job where I could work at home and this has been a great experience for me.
0: Yeah, it sounds like it. That's amazing. If you could spend the day with anyone, celebrity or otherwise, who would it be and why and what would you talk about?
1: Oh my gosh, those questions. I had a friend who had a business and he would hire people and in his interview questions would be, if you could take five collections of music to a desert island, you know, what would you take? And right. <laughs> you learn a lot about people. I was thinking about that. So today I thought, you know, Lucille Ball would be a really interesting person to chat with. When I was in junior high, there was a group of us and we watched I Love Lucy every day after school. And I loved that show it was hilarious to me. That was in the 70s, but we were watching the black and white from the 50s and early 60s. Yeah, I think it was an exciting time then. And I don't think a lot of women had producer rights so much then. I mean, we're learning now how brilliant and sharp a lot of the women back then were, but a lot of them were just tools and used to make money for Studio heads, but, and there's things, you know, I've heard about Lucio. She was kind of a bitch, you know, that kind of stuff. I think she's probably a pretty interesting person to do what she did. And she really ran the show, but took a back seat when she needed to, to edify and to let Ricky do his thing on, and some regard. Like he got to be the big musician, but it was her show. You know, it wasn't, I love Ricky.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And that's just
1: today what I think about.
0: Right. Yeah. It's a tough question for sure. I feel like every time I've asked the question, it's literally just to go, what are people going to say? Because it's so interesting to think about. It could change every day who you would want to spend time with. Well, listen, Andrea, thanks so much for joining me on the show today. And I'm so looking forward to the session that you and Angelina are offering at May 2023 in November. The casting panel is a general session, so everyone should plan to attend that one. And the breakout session only has a couple spots left. Yeah, four or five or something so people need to get registered for that soon before it books up in the meantime I wish you tons of continued success in your work and in everything you do and thanks again so much for being a part of this great event coming up I'm really looking forward to it
1: Well, I just want to say thank you for taking the effort and time to create and produce such a great event. That takes a lot of work and enthusiasm and determination and just gumption. And I'm bowing to you right now. (laughs) Thank you. Thanking you for all your hard work. And I'm excited to be a part of the VO community and be with the tribe of people that I really admire and I guess I could spend a day with those people too. I guess I will be spending a day. With yeah. People. So <laughs> there you go. There's the question, answer to that question. So
0: <laughs> Perfect. Thanks again for inviting me. Of course.
1: And I look forward to seeing you.
0: Thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Live with Swacky. Don't forget that the Mavo 2023 Get Inspired Conference is coming up on November 10th through 12th at the Weston Dulles Hotel in Herndon, Virginia. This year, our platinum sponsor for the event is NAVA. That's the National Association of Voice Actors. We're so grateful to have this outstanding organization supporting our event. Our gold-level sponsors are JMC Demos and Bear Cave Silent Booths. We have Bob Sauer as our silver-level sponsor, Mark Scott and VoiceOver Printer as our bronze-level sponsor, and of course, our amazing technology sponsor, Antland Productions. I want to say that it's truly an honor to have so many people and companies put their faith in me to organize and run such a wonderful event. This year, we have a coffee sponsor, too, because we all know how much I love coffee. I'll be offering a breakout session called Let's Play this year. Without giving away too much, I'll just say you definitely won't want to miss that one. It's going to be a blast. Three full days of sessions, lunch on Saturday and Sunday, coffee breaks daily, hours of original voiceover content from top industry pros, a fabulous venue, high quality everything, and super attention to details. Join me in November for what will surely be our best event. Visit www.midatlanticvo.com for the schedule, all the details, and to register today. I'd love to see you all there. Live with Squacky was mixed and mastered by everybody's favorite voiceover tag, Uncle Roy Ochleson of Antland Productions. Live with Squacky is sponsored in part by Mid Atlantic Voiceover LLC and Antland Productions. <coughs>